0: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Gorgeous sunshine. Last day of April. Nothing to report downtown because I'm not there. (laughs) Hello to Mr. Rushforth. Hello to Mr. Napolitano. Good morning, gentlemen. Buongiorno. Busy week, Paul. Busy week, Paul. Expensive week.
1: <laughs> I had a. I no, had he didn't air. buy me breakfast, ladies and gentlemen. No, he did not buy me breakfast. Uh, I
2: uh, I had a very 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 good week. It was my uh, one year anniversary with my beautiful girlfriend Petra, um, and so we had a wonderful celebration. And uh, we actually ended up buying a house together for our one year anniversary. So uh, we are we are moving together.
0: Don't wait, she imagine, bought the house, man. or you did. If you, you buy a buy house, house for your, if you buy a house for your first year, what do you do the second year? <laughs> I know there's only it's
2: only downhill from there, I guess. You know, <laughs> <laughs> which, means, uh, you, which means you know what's did, funny. It's funny is, you know, I talk about the experience of being a buyer and a seller in, in today's crazy market, and I actually got to experience it, and it's actually crazier than you think. To be honest with you, I was I was involved in this. I went quite a bit over asking price. Uh, then, you know, there's three or four offers at the time, then it increased to five and then it went to nine offers and I had to actually go more than 200,000 over asking to get if I wanted. And, uh, it's, a, it's actually a crazy experience because, you know, we talk about the blind bidding and all that. And I didn't know if I was outbidding myself at the time. So it was weird. It was, it was a, it was a different experience. And I actually had, um,
1: what know, if you were, what if I, you were Paul, how do you feel as a buyer? I got the
2: house I wanted. I feel fine. And if okay. I was, if I was, that's fine. And what is it? A cup of, a cup of coffee on my mortgage, Frank? Like it's not, it's not going to kill me. Um, and, and we got the house we wanted, but it was a different experience. It was a little bit nerve wracking. I mean, I haven't bought a house since I bought this one, like six, well, I bought some investment properties, but since I bought this one, it's the first one that I sort of bought in, a, in the crazy times. And it's uh, it was a different experience. I now have a lot of compassion for, uh, for buyers in this market for sure. Well, I think could you could have gotten really a better deal, deal if you had a computer. better
1: agent. <laughs> Got a better
2: agent. you know, you know I didn't represent myself, babe. Eh? You know Josh Batley represented me, so you're just trash trash talking my so battery right now. <laughs> hey, how
0: does that conversation go between you and Josh when you're making an offer? Uh in what way? In what way? Well, you're the boss, but it's your house. Must be a no. little bit of a conflict, no? No. You take I... his advice? You take his advice? I did. I treated Josh like
2: he was my agent. Um, you know, he's he's not only he not only really helped me buy the house, but he's also going to be selling my house and selling my girlfriend's house, um, and mainly because no one he's a very very good friend of mine and no one else on my team no one else on my team would do it for free so i asked josh <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh so but uh, no so just like when he when he's coming to sell my house i'm going to treat him like my agent i'm going to listen to his advice i mean obviously sorry josh if you're listening obviously i know more but josh is a very experienced <laughs> agent uh you know, he's been in the business 14 or 15 years and he's very experienced. And, you know, he gave me advice on what the price to get up to uh, in order to get the property. He right from the start, he said, I think this is going to transact in the, you know, the bump bu- bu range. And, uh, and and that's exactly where it transact. And even when it comes to my house, to selling my house, I said, what do you think about price? And he recommended exactly what I thought. And, um, you know, uh, I, I'm going to listen to him. He's my agent. So I'm going to listen to him.
0: Now, you said you were part of nine offers. Is that average for this time or is that unique now in these times?
2: Um, Where we bought was on a very, very uh, exclusive sought-after street. Um, and it was backing onto a ravine. And so I don't know if we're seeing nine offers, but we are seeing, I mean, I, listen, I looked this morning because I'm looking at comparables for my property. And there's a lot of people out there that are not holding offers. They're just doing regular listings now. So it's, it, we're starting to see a little bit of a change. Um, but you, know, even Frank, to your point, you, you, you want to see um, home inspections in every deal. I had to buy this house without a home inspection. and It's scary. It's it's scary. I mean, I couldn't have a home inspection there. So I did a second showing during that second showing. I brought a very good friend of mine who's uh, who's uh, super handy and is very knowledgeable. And we walked around the house. We looked at the foundation. We looked at everything. But you know what? I didn't look at the insulation. I didn't look at the wiring. I didn't look at half that stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that the house is perfect. So it's it's scary not having a home inspection. It really is.
0: I ask because everything I read now says the market is cooling off. Is that what you're seeing? It is cooling off.
2: Yeah, we're definitely seeing it cooling off. Um, you know, we're seeing more houses hit the market. There's there's seventeen hundred and nineteen active listings right now. And when we look at the seven day average, there were seven hundred and eighty three homes that hit the market last year. Last week, sorry, so seven eighty three. Like that's a lot of listings that hit the market. And you know, six hundred and forty four sales, which is also high. But we're starting to see the number of listings spike and the sales cooling off a little bit, including the average sale price cooling off a little bit. So not a bad thing. I mean. Hopefully it's after I sell my house that it cools off, but until I sell my house, I'd like it to be a little bit crazy, uh, but no, it's we're definitely
1: seeing a cool off for sure.
0: Can we blame that on interest rates, Frank?
1: Well, I, no question. I mean, obviously the interest rates have gone up tremendously in the last uh, two months. And um, this week was a little bit of a calm week, which was nice. We didn't see bond markets uh, spike any or not significantly anyway. So first time we've seen that in a couple of months, but, uh, you know, we're still trending upwards, unfortunately, on the interest rate side. So we've still got to be careful. we still got some rough waters to go through uh, at least for another two or three months. I was uh, lucky enough. We had our first in-person mortgage symposium uh, this past week on Tuesday. And uh, uh, great turnout of mortgage agents and mortgage brokers in the city. Uh, just under 200 that showed up for it, which is fantastic. And, again, lots of uh, uh, lots of chatter, obviously, based on what's going on and 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 what it looks like. And uh, unfortunately, you know, all of the lenders are are on the same page when it comes to we've got another three or four months of just unknown, uh, just not knowing what's going to happen with interest rates. We're not sure. I mean, we have an idea, but it could go either way that quickly.
0: Bank of Canada gets together when? In June again?
1: Bank of Canada is June 1st. Yeah. So that'll be, uh, you know, it's pretty well. Right now, uh, you know, bank on a half a percentage point increase right now. So... It'll be the second time uh, in in a month and a half and and 30 years, over 30 years, that we see another half percent increase. But uh, it's what happens after that that's going to be interesting because, you know, you've got some bank economists that think there's another one percent after that. And then you've got other ones that are saying uh, that's when we're really going to start to feel it. Once that second half percent increase happens, the economy is really going to start to sense that there's going to be a slowdown. And therefore, the Bank of Canada is going to have to be extremely careful moving forward. Yeah, uh, we, we, actually,
2: we had some people this week, Frank, actually, probably over the last two or three weeks, we've had people that have actually pulled themselves out of the market because they can't afford anymore. And we've had a lot of people also who've gone from shopping for a single to shopping for a town now. And it's, it's just with the interest rates. And it's, it's disappointing because they could have got in well, I mean, what has it been the last four or five months that we've seen that that these increases coming? Well, specifically
1: the last two months have been bigger because the, once the war had happened, the inflation numbers, uh, we've certainly started to see it over the last 14 months, but they've been minor increases that we were accustomed to. What we haven't been accustomed to is the the uh, quick increases and almost weekly increases that we've seen over the last two months. But interestingly enough, uh, Taryn uh, uh, was at our conference and uh, you know they issued a stat where one of the interesting things that really stood out is the fact that there's uh the percentage of homes that are owned by three or more people has gone up significantly in the last three years so you know you're seeing uh parents having to own the home with the kids for them to get in uh you're seeing uh, multiple like three people or four people buying a home together because uh, two people can't afford it so uh, it's interesting to see that that's and they expect that's that stat to go up now moving forward for for the next three to five years. Uh, they certainly do not anticipate it and, and the other number that really came down is single people buying a home. that number has come down tremendously in the last uh, 24 months. So um, interesting to see that that the trending based on what's happening with house prices, it's starting to show up in, uh, in registration. so people who are owning homes how homes are registered.
0: Did you read the Ipsos poll? Sixty-three percent of Canadians have now given up on deciding to buy a house. They figure they just it's just not going to happen for them. It,
2: it doesn't surprise me at all, to be honest with you. It's 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 I've, a lot of people I talk to the first thing out of their mouth, and I think my commercial on the radio right now is revolves around this too. Steve is, is young people trying to get into the market now have started to just give up. I mean, and I my I'm actually talking to my son who's he's. 18 years old, very in tune with sort of like being an entrepreneur and getting like asking tons of questions about the market and about mortgages. Um, and he said to me, he's like, dad, with all these prices going crazy like this, will I ever own a home? And uh, to be honest with you, my answer was, I don't know, but I don't know. I mean, unless we can, I mean, lucky I have investment properties, but I want him in his own ownership. Right. And I, I just, I struggle to see how young Canadians are going to afford home ownership. If the, if the prices continue to do this, mortgage rates continue to go up. Like it's, it's, it's going to be tough for people to get into the into the market. And it's, you know, like an average home nowadays is, is in the sevens and eights now. Just an average home. So it's it's, it's scary, actually. Very scary.
0: Hey, Paul, your what boy young, called what can me. What young people uh, do to plan for the future, Frank?
1: Uh, you know what? Paul's boy called me this week and I said, don't worry about it. Just your dad will buy you one. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. I
0: just bought a new house.
1: I can't afford a new house anymore. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah young people have to have to be realistic about the fact that house prices are where they are and uh, you know I you know you know if we go back I mean 20 30 40 years I mean you know a lot of you know younger people were getting married in their early 20s and you know the you know it was you get married you buy a house and then you start a family I mean certainly we've we've started to see that change quite a bit you know I would say the 5 years ago most people the first time home buyers were in their late 20s I think now we're going to start to see first-time home buyers be in their early to mid 30s because that's how long it's going to take them to save the down payment and to get to the income levels that's required to be able to qualify for a mortgage, unless they've got some help in the background with family helping them qualify for it. So, that's um, unfortunately, that's 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 the reality of where we are right now. Unfortunately, so well, the surprising
2: so, so, so. that you. The silver lining is might be a good time to own some investment properties right i mean there's gonna be a lot of people renting might be but they don't rent. cash
1: flow right paul the issue is right now buying an investment like anybody that owns an investment property now again got in at a time when the values were were reasonable the mortgage amounts are lower even if their mortgage matures in the next year or two and the interest rates are higher than what they were accustomed to because they've got so much equity in the property they can uh they can still cash flow yeah. it fairly fairly reasonable the problem today is that the rents haven't caught up to the interest rate increases in the values of the home. So rents haven't gone from eighteen hundred to twenty eight hundred, but mortgage payments have, and that's the problem. Rents have gone from eighteen hundred to $2,100, twenty one hundred, twenty two hundred, but the mortgage payments and the cost of a house has gone to twenty eight hundred. So, you know, there's not a lot of people that that are comfortable having a negative five, six hundred dollar cash flow. I've had clients call me this week that want to keep their existing home. And uh, and buy another one, but by the time that we refinance their existing home, uh, they're not going to be able to get enough rent to cash flow it. So they're better off to sell it. As much as I hate telling people to sell a property, they're not in a financial position that they can continue to hang on to their existing property and buy another one because they need as much equity as possible to be able to qualify for uh, for the mortgage.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> but with so much equity, are you not going to see more investors, people tapping into that equity?
1: Yeah, but qualifying is difficult. And again, do you want to buy an investment property, Steve? If if you know you're getting a townhouse for seven hundred, and if you tap into your equity and you're borrowing seven hundred, your cost on a monthly basis with property taxes is anywhere between thirty one hundred and thirty five hundred a month. But you're only able to get twenty three or twenty four hundred dollars a month in rent. You know you're in the whole seven eight hundred dollars. Well, last I checked, the word investment means that there's money coming to you, and the question is. Can property values go up then, right? How much can property values go up for you to offset that loss? And that's the question. Because I don't know, Paul, like you anticipate townhouses going from 700 to 800 anytime soon? I uh, you, you feel ask, like it.
2: If you would ask me that last year, if they would have went from six to seven, I would have
1: said no. <laughs> so who knows? Right. Who knows? Yeah, oh, but
0: right. how are
1: they going to go from seven to eight now, right? And again, last year, interest rates were 2%. Today, they're at 4%. So yeah. there's, there's a lot that's changed.
0: Well, this is a gloomy topic. <laughs> well, it's reality though. I mean It is I, I, reality. Yeah. It's I totally- mean, anybody that's owned a
1: home has won a lottery the last two years, the last five years. I mean, you won a lottery, so You know, you can't continue to win and win and win. We're going to go through a phase, and I think we're going through it now, where there's some bumps along the way. And and you just, you know, you just got to stay patient, I think, right now. And, you know, if you're saving for a home, continue to save. Continue, you know, your rent is cheaper than your mortgage is. Where, you know, three years ago, we would have said, you know, if you can get into a house, get into it. Because your mortgage is better and or similar to what your rent is. Well, that's not the case today. The case today is that your rent is cheaper than having a mortgage payment. So continue to save you save and don't give up hope but you got to work really hard to make sure that and hope that house values don't don't go through what they've gone through in the last two years otherwise it's going to be that much more difficult for you to uh tone a home
2: steve you know we're three minutes over time eh, but oh look at
1: oh he's back look i love look, watching look, your he's back mr <laughs> mr <laughs> clock management
0: <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get out of here to so see he can sell his house yeah, 521 bye you know. we'll be right back We return to Open House, the Real Estate and Mortgage Show, on News Talk 580 CFRA. 521-TALK, Five Two One Eight Two Five Five. You know, you got to love Paul Rushworth because he comes up with the most unique marketing ideas to sell homes. He Free listings, a, eh? Free to, listings? To sell, his, to sell his own home, he got a radio show. <laughs> 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 yeah. We have your agent on the line, Paul. Hey, Josh, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. You know, jo- Josh has filled in for Paul before. How did you get lucky enough to get this listing, Josh?
3: That, you mean unlucky enough. <laughs> <laughs> he's,
0: he's the only you know, sucker that you know, would do it for free.
3: It's funny, you know, I've known we, Paul and I have been friends for 40 years. I think I've been to talked to him more in the last three days than I have in the last five years. <laughs> and how How is he as a client, uh,
0: Josh?
3: Um. Well, there's two words that come to mind, high maintenance. But
0: that's okay. Hey, hey, Josh,
1: if it's free, Paul's in. And that's why you're talking to him a lot. When he knows I'm buying breakfast, he's on the phone with me Thursday. Every Thursday, Friday, he's on the phone with me knowing I'm buying him breakfast. So, (laughs) So, (laughs) hold on. Am I going to get a chance to defend myself after
0: Josh talks, please? No. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Josh, the house you're selling, Paul's current house, it's not a crazy house like his last one. There's no hockey rink. There's. It's not like gazillion dollar home. It?
3: It's It's like a regular urban family home. It's, it's actually. You know what? It's actually very nice. The home shows really well. If you're a young family and you're looking for a four bed home, this is the one. Like it. It shows really, really well. And I hate. I hate to pump Paul's tires, but he's done a really good job getting it ready. Really good job. It shows really well
1: i I'm thinking Petra's probably gotten it ready, but anyway, we'll leave that one alone it
3: is, uh, well there's listen there's definitely a woman's touch and, has, good. and we have to give all the credit to Petra on that one a hundred percent but but it's a team effort right?
1: Do you have a basket of lemons out in the kitchen <laughs> um, listen. <laughs>
2: Petra has gone to HomeSense and raided her own house to stage my house, so it, it looks like a woman's touch for sure, because I had much of a, a bit of a bachelor suite before, yeah, I didn't have pictures on the wall, anything. In fact, let me throw Josh under the bus. When I sold Josh's house years and years and years ago, his dining room table was a pool
3: table.
0: Oh, I like that. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <true. laughs> So what area of the city is it in, Josh?
3: in Avalon it's uh, it's you know what if you're looking for a home in Avalon a four bed it's it's a great layout it's not overly huge but there's more than enough space it's a four bed and there's there's actually a room in the basement it's a finished basement but if you wanted to add a fifth bedroom in the basement you could easily do it and still have a rec room and still have storage it's, uh, it's actually in Avalon's in Orleans,
2: so it's, uh, and it's the pictures are Tuesday, and it's hitting the market on Thursday, um, and uh, people can see it at 1990plainhilldrive.com. Uh, not yet, but it will be live as of Thursday. You can start sw- I'm showing my property. So anyone's looking for a house, let's go, Josh. You better sell it. I may have to let you go.
1: So hey, Josh, wants- I'm guessing that, uh, that you <laughs> took down all of Paul's self-portraits from the wall because that's not going to probably sell the house.
3: Nobody needs to see that. Right? <laughs> no. <I agree. laughs> now let me ask that's you this: If key, somebody
0: wanted to key, see hey. it sooner, hey, could they, Paul? Say that again. If somebody wanted to see it sooner, could they?
2: Yes, I could get. Them. But now pictures are Tuesday, so I can't show it before Tuesday because I'm still prepping the house and stuff like that. But yeah, someone could see it sooner. All they have to do is get a hold of Josh, and uh, uh, Josh is just Josh Batley at paulrushforth.com B-A-T-L-E-Y, Batley at Uh He's my agent, so you have to go through my agent. What's he up against, Josh, in that neighborhood?
3: That's the thing. There's not a lot up there right now. Like, he's, like it's, If you're looking for a house, especially a four-bed, right? And, it's, and and the other thing, too, is the bedrooms are really, really big. Yeah. It, it's, the, the layout of the house is great, and it's even got a nice landing at the top of the stairs. Like it's it's great with with convenient second floor laundry as well. The house shows oh, nice. really really well. So well, just, uh,
1: you didn't put the second kitchen in, eh? No second kitchen. That would have sold, in. man. That would have sold it instantaneously. No, all the tides
0: listening would have been the all over. It. The sofa. He's got the plastic on the sofa now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, get back to uh, get back to work and get my home sold, please.
0: No, yeah, I'm sure I'll do it, If you don't sell his house, Josh, he'll buy it.
3: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> actually, see, that's a really good point, actually. I like it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> thanks, Josh. Right, good thanks. luck. All right. Yep. Enjoy the rest yeah, of the day. Talk to you
0: guys later. See ya. Bye. Now listen, we're talking four bedrooms. Is it tough to get a four bedroom house these days?
3: No. No.
0: Well, I would have thought more, more would be three bedroom, no? No, there's lots
2: of four bedroom homes out there, but most builders are over the over the decades have built mainly four bedroom homes, Um, you know, with, with growing families, uh, elderly people joining, um, you know, parents moving in kids, moving back in Um, four bedrooms are are very, very common when it comes to the market. Rarely. I mean, I wouldn't say rarely do you see the three, but the smaller homes are usually three bedroom homes. Uh, The bigger homes are usually the four bedroom homes, if not five bedroom homes.
0: Frank, if because it's Paul's house, it'll be tougher to get approval. (laughs) I'm <laughs> well, not
1: tougher to get approval. I think Josh has got got the hard work ahead of him. I mean, but uh no, you know what? Four again, four bedroom homes in in neighborhoods like like Avalon. Um again, those are you know, those are easy for lenders. The, you know, the lenders today struggle with with uh rural properties. I mean that's those are the ones that they're really careful with. Uh you know, there's some alternate lenders that say if there's if there's no you know, if there's not a whole bunch of houses around you, we're not interested. Um, again, they're, they're getting a little bit tighter because the market is doing what it's doing. So unfortunately, we're seeing uh, some of the alternate lenders really get strict on rural properties. And, um, you know, it's disappointing because, you know, Canada is full of rural properties and, uh, some of the banks and the lenders are starting to say that uh, they're a little worried because if the market does go soft, then those are really much tougher to sell than a track home would be in a neighborhood like Orleans, Canada, Barhaven. Kind Aren't of they generally so,
0: cheaper though, Frank?
1: Well, you get more land, obviously, you get more value, uh, but it's not for everyone. And again, I mean, I think we're in a, we're we're in an awkward place right now because we still have a lot of people working from home, but that I, that unknown is there as to whether. You know, some companies and especially a city like ours where, you know, the government's the biggest employer, whether it's municipal and or federal, if they start mandating that employees have to come back to work, come back to the office, then that's where the outskirts, real estate in the outskirts could soften the most. So um, not to mention the fact that, you know, last last time, I don't know, what's gas at, uh, Paul, a buck 80, a buck 90 a liter so. Uh, you know that's not cheap either so all of a sudden you've got people that are gonna start reassessing and saying you know maybe it's time to get back to uh, get back to the uh, look at Paul Mr. Mr. Clockwatcher here at 1132 but don't worry about it Paul when the the music's playing in the background that's our cue so but uh, uh, you know what I I think um, again we're in a position now where uh, you know anybody that's bought a home the last two years has done well so You've got some good equity in there, but anybody looking to buy a home now, make sure you do your homework and and talk to to a really good real estate agent. Understand what's potentially going to happen, whether you buy in the outskirts or in the city.
0: 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. 521-TALK, five two one eight two five five 8255 to the phones we go. Beautiful Orleans, say hello to Diane. Hello, Diane. Hello. Good morning. Paul, good morning. Good morning.
4: I'm just questioning you now about what happened in the 90s. I was in, or- in Orleans then, and I- my question is, why did housing go down at that time? Uh, I'm not sure of the year we purchased our house, but I'm going to say about 92 Okay. Or, or 93, and we sold in 95 and lost $40,000. Yeah, so,
2: in, yeah. Yeah, so, so in, in 1993, the average sale price was $148,000. Yeah, In 94, it went down 0.4%. In 95, it went down 2.9%. And in 96, it went down 1.9%. And that was the last three years that the average sale price has ever gone down.
4: And why did it go down at the time? I've forgotten that.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I was, obviously I wasn't in real estate back then. I was quite
0: young,
2: young back doing then.
0: Frank?
1: Uh, Frank? Rates back then would have been in the 6 uh, and 7% range because it happens to be when my wife and I bought, which was uh, late 1992, mm-hmm. and we experienced the same thing where the house values, you know, by the time we got to 1996 were, if not similar, just a little bit lower than when we bought in 1992, but... Uh, from then on and again I mean you know uh, you know buying a house is supposed to be long-term investment not short-term I mean
4: mm-hmm. you know
1: unfortunately some people when they buy a house something happens in their life where they have to sell whether it's a job transfer uh, you know a job loss or, or a marriage breakup but uh, you know uh, back then and even you know even though we've seen the last two years speculators make some good money buy homes and and uh, do well at the end of the day when you buy a home, it's, you know, it's intended to be a five, 10 year investment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what we did see is during that three or four year period, you're absolutely right, Diane. I mean, we we saw house values either, you know, stay flat or go down. And then since then, but even since then, to be honest with you, even when we started the show 15 years ago, you know, we, we would always say your house value might go up two, three, four percent. So if you buy a house... And so it two years later, you're likely not going to make any money by the time you take into account, uh, you know, real estate fees and all the other expenses to go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going to make any money. You're just going to break even. Yeah. But
2: to answer your, to answer your question, Diane, I don't know. I don't remember anything happening in those years for the, the, them to go down. But keep in mind, our average sale price. Over a four-year span went down, three-year span, sorry, went down seven thousand dollars, which was recouped two by two years later.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: but, but so I, I mean, I can't uh, recollect. Uh, I wasn't in real estate, but I can't recollect if anything did happen during that period for the prices mm-hmm. to go down. Because
4: I, 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 I remember when we purchased our home, they were talking about housing going down, and I remember saying to my husband, "We'll weather it out." Because as you said, we didn't think we were going to move again. You know. Yeah. And uh, so, but it didn't happen. So, did you get way. transferred? Does, yeah, is we, that what happened? Why do you have to sell your house? <laughs> we moved to Toronto. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, okay. actually,
4: Oakville. But um, uh, so it happened. So, now I'm always wondering like, now we're hearing talk here and there, you know, about recession and all this. Can this happen again if we do have a recession? I, I'm kind of worried about it, actually. I'm also worried yeah, about the Yeah, that's the, the real question. Do you
0: see it happening again, Paul? So, here's the thing are we headed for a
2: recession
4: mm-hmm.
2: my my educated guess would be i believe we are going to hit we are going to head for a recession the definition of recession is interest rates increasing mortgage rates increasing however during a recession it doesn't necessarily mean the average sale price will go down We've seen through other tough periods where we went into a recession where the actual, the actual more, uh, average sale price did not go down. And I don't predict average sale price in Ottawa going down either. So, you know, there's a lot of naysayers out there say that we're in this massive bubble that's about to pop and we're going to lose 20 to 30 to 40% of our value. Not happening. Not wow. happening. We're a very insulated uh, capital city. Um, will we plateau a little bit? Yes, we will. Will prices go down? My prediction is no, they will not go down. Our, we're so listing starved. We're in an insulated city. Um, you know, when, when, when you are when you have no inventory, prices have nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. Um, will we eventually get inventory on the market and plateau a little bit? I do believe we will plateau a little bit. That could be in 23, 24, or 25. Um, but the market we're in right now, we will be in for the next four to six years is what I predict. So oh, okay. uh, and I was talking to my real estate coach the other day about this. And, and he, he, he was the one who actually said, we have six years of this. And I said, well, how do you predict six yeah. years?
4: My he's, God. He's be, <laughs> And he,
2: listen, he predicted the recession. He predicted everything that will happen in the States. So, I mean, it's, he, he follows metrics like crazy and he believes this is going to happen in the States. And we're the, you know, we're the the little cousin to the states, right? So we follow what they do. So don't panic about house prices going down, going into a bubble. Uh, you know, if we had tons and tons and tons of listings on the market right now, we might be a little bit in trouble, but we don't have tons of listings on the market. So don't panic at all about the, this bubble.
4: The, the, the bubble. Then. Okay. Yeah. Just thought I would uh, get it my question. Diana. Answer, and you did very Diana. good.
1: Diane, are you worried about the next two years? Did you just buy your house, or have you been in your house for a while? we have
4: our home, but I'm more worried about um, if we did have to sell eventually, because we're we're close to 80, and, um, you know, everything else is going up as well, as you're saying. But I'm kind of uh, worried also about my house taxes, like uh, the home I'm in um, is a bungalow in Orleans, and... Two of our bungalows down the street sold for a million dollars. And now I'm wow. worried about our taxes going up, doubling up. Because, you know, that's the city taxes, if they're going to base, I don't know if they're going to do that. Base, okay, your house value went up or what. So that's the part that scares me. So if your taxes double up, because... Well, let me taxes. talk about
1: that for a second, Diane. So impact, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is the assessment... Ontario assessment is coming out this later this fall. So yeah. our houses, anybody that owns a home will get an impact assessment this fall that indicates what the new value of their home is. There was some concern the property taxes would go up uh, a lot because obviously we've seen what's happened since the last time they did it, which was six years ago. Values of homes have gone up tremendously. Yeah. But I've come to learn that the way they calculate property taxes is there's a certain amount of money that's allocated on an annual basis for property taxes. So regardless of what the value of the home is... it. It generates what the mill rate is, so the most important thing is the mill rate. Okay. So what we're going to see happen is that even though values of homes, the impact assessments will go up tremendously, so your impact assessment could go up 40% of your home. It doesn't mean your property taxes are going to go up 40% because oh, okay. if the city only needs an additional 3 or 4% of tax money, then what happens is they adjust the mill rate based on the values of the home. So what I believe will happen is that the mill rate will come down, but the property values will go up. But at the end of the day, if you're a homeowner, the only thing you should be concerned about is how much does your property tax go up? And the likelihood is that we'll probably see anywhere between a 3 to 5% increase at the end of this year is what it feels like.
4: Okay, well, that makes me feel better <laughs> some yeah. people- I hope I'm right. I
1: hope I'm not I wrong so <laughs> but uh, but that's what I'm feeling. and I've yeah. done some research on it because i've I've been thinking the same way. I mean, oh my Lord, what's gonna happen when these impact assessments arrive and if house values have gone up forty percent? most Canadians or most Ontarians will not be able to handle a 40% increase on their property tax, Well, that was but, uh, but yeah. it's not the way it works. Oh, so.
4: Okay. Well, that that's good to know. That makes me feel great because that's the part I was worried about, you know, even though we're Thanks, not Diane. thinking of selling or anything, but at that time, well, thank you for answering my question.
0: Thank you, thank you Diane. You. And, yeah, that would be nearly impossible for them to go up 40%. Nobody would be able to afford their taxes. I'll yeah. just be on the market like crazy.
1: We'll well, that's when we see that's when we see house values start to plummet because people would yeah.
0: panic and they would put their houses on the market. Yeah. Plus, those assessments are not always exactly what are reflected in the market, right? They're never, never accurate.
2: accurate. They're, I mean, they're usually
1: upwards of two, three, four hundred thousand dollars less than what your value of your
2: house is accurate.
0: Which is what you want, by the way. So if don't get mad. It. If people
1: get those impact assessments, don't get mad if the value is too low. Accept yeah. it. Accept it and love it.
0: Yeah. And that comes in the fall.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to come out uh, October, November, December of this year. You'll start to see them come out.
0: Paul, oh, you're talking about plateauing. You don't think we plateaued yet, huh?
2: Well, d- you tell me if we've plateaued. In the last three months, our average sale price is up $92,000. Since January 2021, our average sale price is up $208,000. You know, let's see what happens when the April numbers come out, but we will... I don't predict that's that's happening much longer. Like, you know, going up $92,000 in the first three months of the year, 46.5% is astronomical. Uh, I don't see that happening. Will we potentially drop a little bit, uh, you know, by the end of the year? Potentially. But, you know, we're still up $92,000 from where we started the year. So don't panic.
0: Now, listen, Diane was talking about that $40,000 hit she took. Those were the only three years that prices went down, isn't it? Yeah, so,
2: so since since they started keeping stats in 1956, there's only been five years on record that the prices have gone down. Uh, you know, in 60, 1962, the average sale price went from 16000 fifteen nine thousand, to 15952 So, I mean, it didn't really drop too much, you know. But yeah, so there's only been five years on record, and that was 61 and 62, and... Ninety four, five, and six. The only I and mean, the most it's ever gone down was in sixty one when that went down four point three percent. So it's I mean, we're looking at four point three
0: percent. and nothing is nothing, right?
2: Well, oh, exactly. And I, I've talked to a lot of my American buddies who went through twenty eight two thousand eight and two thousand nine, where their their value of their homes went down some in some markets like sixty percent. So I'm being told we're past due time, and we're not. Frank, eleven forty seven. Our third <laughs> commercial always starts eleven forty seven.
0: 521 Talk five two We'll be back with the Timekeeper and <laughs> Frank Napolitano after this. We return to Open House, the Real Estate and Mortgage Show on News Talk 580 CFRA. 521 Talk 521 8255. Back with Glenn. Hello, Glenn. Hi, how are you doing? Oh, we're doing great.
3: Yeah, um, yeah, I just got a question for you. We we own a house in uh, in Lynnwood and Bell's Corners, and we also own a house in Cape Breton. Uh, I'm going to be retiring, so I beat Frank to that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, I was just wondering if I'd be smarter to sell the house here in Ottawa or rent it out.
2: Um, <laughs> well, first of all, Glenn. Um... Frank should be retired because he's old as dirt. But anyways, besides that. <laughs> um, and uh, so you're you're thinking of selling or renting out your house here in, in Bell's Corners? Yeah. And moving to... Are you moving to uh, your, your other house? We already have the house down there, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? If you have an appetite for being a landlord from afar, then it's never a bad thing to, uh, to keep, uh, you know, investment properties. I mean, the more doors you can keep the better. Um, if you don't have the appetite to manage a property from afar and you don't have someone who can, you know, look over things for you, uh, it's probably better to sell it. A lot of times when people yeah, are moving out likely use a company. Yeah. So, you know, and it, uh, go through your costs, go through your cost analysis. Does it make sense to keep it? Um, you're going through your cost analysis you're paying a company to manage it. Um, and you're going to be underwater. It might not be. Might be smart to sell the sell your property because you know, as you can see, we're in a, we're in a pretty crazy market. You might be able to make some money out of your property. Um, a lot of people that move out of city, out of province, even out of country, um, it's hard to, to to take care of a property. I know you're going to have a company, but you still want to have some sort of hands on, uh, if you can, uh, to manage your own property. Uh, a lot of times, people will will sell
1: that property.
0: Yeah, Do You have a mortgage on it,
1: Glenn. I'm sorry. You have a mortgage on the property? Um, No, not on either. Yeah, so, so again, I mean, you have to take into consideration and maybe a conversation with the accountant makes sense. Take into consideration, you know, the rental income that's coming in because you don't have a mortgage on there. So now it's pure income. So you're gonna be taxed on it. So you gotta take that into consideration. The other thing that I strongly, strongly recommend is that the day that you convert it to a rental, get an appraisal on it because you've lived in it. It's been tax-free all this time. So you need to get an appraisal report on it so that when you are ready to sell it, if you do convert it to an investment property and you're ready to sell it, you've got the exact amount that uh, it was worth at the time that you owned it and lived in it versus when you sell it uh, as an investment property, what the markup is on it from when you moved out to when uh, you sell it. Very, very
3: bad idea then to, t-
1: to put a mortgage on it? Well, it's not a bad idea, except for again the rule of thumb on getting a mortgage on it is that the only way you can write off the interest on that mortgage is if you took that money and invested it somewhere that had an investment return. So you can't put a mortgage on it and start writing off the interest if you haven't taken that specific money that you took out of it and invested it somewhere. So if you invest that money in the stock market, in a mortgage investment corporation, in a uh, another property, then you can write off the interest on it. But if you just take the money, put it in your bank account, and now expect to write off the interest, uh, CRA will probably nab you for it.
3: righty. What about the selling way-
0: the property he's got now and and getting a rental? property in Cape Breton where it would be cheaper and you would cash flow a bit better. There is, yeah, that's a smart
2: idea, Steve. It's, it's you know what, I, I didn't know you didn't have a mortgage on it. So like Frank said, you're, that's pure your income you're going to be taxed on now. And I wouldn't recommend pulling money out of your property unless you're going to invest in another property. But then the problem is you've got two properties in Ottawa being managed. I, I I like Steve's idea. I think I would be, I, I would be uh, aiming or leaning towards selling the property here. Taking the proceeds and doing something where you currently live in Cape Breton or wherever it was you said you were going. Uh, that's probably what I would do. I would sell the property here because by the time you uh, pay taxes on that income that's coming in, um, you know, all the property taxes, someone managing the property, uh, you may not be cash flow positive where you may be cash flow positive where you go where it's going to be a little bit cheaper. So that's a smart, uh, smart point there, Steve.
0: Can you say okay. that again?
2: Nice. That's a smart point there, Steve. <laughs> Something
0: <laughs> tells me that's, that's that
3: part. The princess, Oh, that part. Yeah. I just got to say, Josh was a genius because it just reminded me of the Beverly Hillbillies with the fancy eating room with his pool table, eh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's funny is Josh and genius usually don't end up in the same set, so.
0: Kind <laughs> of <laughs> yeah, like Steve and smart. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Glenn. Okay, thank you, bud. Hey Frank, just before we go, uh, ten-year mortgage rate very close to a five-year now. What do you?
1: Yeah, there's a little bit of a difference there. Again, if you believe that rates are going up and uh, uh, you know and staying up for the next few years, then uh, you know some people have asked about the seven and the ten-year. I'm more of a ten-year believer than a seven-year. That being said, I mean, you know, with some lenders, the seven-year is close to the five-year. So for some clients, they're saying, why not take a seven-year and give give myself another two years of of that rate and I say that's good. I mean if rates continue the upward trend, then absolutely it makes sense. But you know, I think many think that this is just you know, we're just going through a phase right now with high inflation, high everything else. I think that rates, you know, will probably settle back down into the threes at some point once the economy gets back up and rolling and not be in the fours like they are today. Well, Steve, that we're would at make fifty cents then, right?
2: We're at fifty
0: eight, Steve. Eleven fifty eight. <laughs> that, that would make
1: variable make sense then, right, Frank? Uh, well, variable makes sense, but again, it's got a lot of people being extremely nervous today. So, um, you know, do do your homework and have a conversation and understand what's entailed in a variable rate mortgage. Birthdays. Uh, uh, my uh, my little bro is celebrating his birthday on Tuesday, so happy birthday to my little brother Enzo. And uh, Jenna and Mackenzie are getting married today, so uh, so congratulations to them on their nuptials today. Uh,
2: I have one. I have uh, one of my girlfriend's very, very dear friends, if not best friend, uh, Jennifer Fraser, celebrates her birthday today. And I also want to thank my incredible girlfriend, Petra, for helping me get my house ready for sale. And keep in mind, it's for sale as of Thursday. And and what's Josh's Josh's contact info? Josh's contact, 613-878-5884 or joshbatley at paulrushfort.com. (laughs) <laughs> or you just call my office, 788 2122, and let's get this thing sold for money.
0: <laughs> you buy it.
1: <laughs>
0: Have a great week, gentlemen.
1: Have a great week. Please support local businesses and charities, everyone.